Hey, so we're back at XR at work. I'm Scott. You're probably wondering at some point, where's Dane? Dane cannot join us today. Um, but um, today we want to take some time out, talk to a good friend of mine, Drew. Drew has been uh, one of the industry experts for a long time in XR. A lot of you probably know him. I'm kind of a little bit of a fanboy because Drew's <laughs> super nice and super smart. And it's like, man, if I had just one of those characteristics, I'd be in good shape. But um, Drew, introduce yourself, if you would, man, and tell us uh, tell us about you, buddy. So you're, you're too kind there, um, that's for sure. Um, so I am Drew. Uh, I have been in the XR space uh, since about 2015. Uh, but the industry uh, I'm in, I've been around since about 2005. So I've uh, been doing it a while. Originally, um, I have an aerospace engineering degree um, from NC State, so go Wolfpack. Um, Isn't that it? Is that it? That's it, right All there. Right. Um, red shirt to go with it and all today. But <laughs> <laughs> no, so I spent uh, the good part of my career, first 10 years, doing engineering work. Uh, different, different concepts, um, different ideas, did a lot of uh, initial designs for next generation. Uh, within the field and um, it was uh, probably lead into one of your questions but it kind of that's yeah. what led into the XR space actually. Yeah, how'd you get into the XR game right because I see people yeah. come from a lot of different backgrounds and what was your foray into it? So my foray into it was um, the the field where I was at within the company it was everything was highly conceptual so um, you didn't actually have physical anything and it, it, so it was a lot of PowerPoints. Mm -hmm. And around 2015, the big boom with the Oculus DK2 and everything, had a buddy go to CES, come back and was like, hey, there's some really cool technology with <laughs> augmented virtual reality. Um, I think I think we should try something. And I saw it and I was like, that's cool. We can definitely use it for something. <laughs> I don't know what, but we'll figure it out. Figure it out, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went off and... Uh, Got some game engines. It was uh, Unity and Unreal at the time. And um, I know the first time we tried downloading it, our, uh, our IT people were like, you want to download a game engine? And we're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we can do some cool stuff. Um, so so we got it. Uh, did some initial concepts with some um, augmented reality. Like uh, at the time, it was the McLaren, uh, one of their cars, where yeah. you could put, scan a QR code and it would blow up one-to-one -one scale. We actually did a large plot of a big QR code to see how big we could make it because it was attached to size of QR codes, how big you can make it. So we almost had a full-size car. Yeah. Um, but then we got to playing around with it and realized, hey, like things that you're doing on PowerPoint, now we can do it a one-to-one -one scale and we can start walking around it and seeing all of these things in a whole new perspective that you couldn't see before. Um, and from there, uh, we, we kind of uh, evangelized it throughout the company. We talked to everybody. Um, we, we, the original plan, we were trying to hand it off in another group. <laughs> like, this is cool. Uh, but now everybody else is like, that's, that's really neat. But we're kind of busy with our own day job. So we ended up starting our own group. Um, yeah. And then seven years on, we got a team of developers uh, and do most of our work in-house. So... That's kind of the evolution of, of it all. Yeah, I mean, I run into this a lot too. Like I hear you say this, Drew, talking about when you first start to bring XR into an existing uh, enterprise or company, mm -hmm. 
Uh, you know, I got my fair share of the, wait a minute, you want to do what? I, mm, I don't know about all that. I mean, did you get a lot of pushback or did you have some, were people, did they remove obstacles for you or how tough was it? Um, at, at first, um, it was kind of a mixed bag, I guess. Uh, some people were like, oh, I'm not sure about that, but we're like, we just want to test it. Like you can watch us. We became really good friends with our uh, security guys, our, yeah. our emphasis guys. Good, yeah. um, I say friends. Um, they're my friend. Every time they see me come in, they're like, oh. <laughs> they wouldn't say the same about you. <laughs> no, <huh? laughs> no. Um, but uh, they're like, here comes another headache. I'm feeling it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was um, it was just like, hey, we want to test this out. Like, just like you can watch everything we do. You can you can like go through the whole process a lot of yeah. times, like send it through the whole it process of getting things approved which can be sometimes a little bit long in the tooth but that's okay i mean they're doing what they have to do to make sure we're safe um but most everybody was uh was pretty pretty okay with it like just get it in let's see what we can do it's new it's advanced let's let's go from there we did have some uh pushback that was basically um what are you doing? Why are you playing with games? Yeah. Like we're not a gaming company. So what are you, why are you, why are you doing that? Um, so it's kind of been kind of interesting to see the evolution where you bring up the four letter G word game and everybody's like, Whoa, to today. They're like, it's just, it's now standard. I mean, yeah. it's kind of par for course. So I just read recently, you know, there's an article about, um, I think it was maybe in Christopher Lind or someone was talking about is, does the term gamification need to go away? Is it played out? Is it counterproductive? And, um, but I think gamification or, you know, making learning fun and, and add a little bit of, of incentive or a competition there. And it's, that's not a, that's not a bad thing. I don't think the word game, like you say, it's a four letter word. I don't think it has the negative connotation. Maybe it did in years past. What do you think? No, yeah. no, I, I don't think so. And actually I've been in multiple conversations around gamification, like, yeah. um, onboarding things like that training um I, i've heard different arguments for gamification i've heard some like i think it the little bit of competitive spirit there um is good but you have to be cautious of it especially in an enterprise setting because yeah. um it could start to shun or ca- outcast others yeah. who who might find it um too too much stress or too much yeah. pressure so you gotta you gotta find that balance in there mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think it is not going away. Um, from what I've seen, I think more people are trying to figure out how to do it and how to do it well, which is really the part to any of this is how do you do it? Well, you can do it. Anybody can do it, but how do you do it right? And how do you do it? Well, so, I mean, you know, we talk about this a lot on, on XR at work, Drew, it's, it's this notion of, um, you know, everything isn't a problem that XR needs to go fix, right? And so yeah. I used to go, I was talking to a group yesterday about um, kind of adoption and kind of those initial conversations. I, you know, I have lots of factories that I go into and and I used to go and lead with, look at this device. I mean, you want to try this yeah. out, you know, and, and there's the cool factor, yeah. but it wouldn't get an adoption. And what I found right. now is that I lead with a conversation, with asking oh, yeah. questions, with discovery, and I get to understand who I'm talking to, who's across the table from me or standing next to me on the factory floor. What are your pains? What are your processes like? 
you know, what do you need help with? How long does it take to get someone in to fix this machine if it goes down? How long is the machine down? So we, we have those conversations before we ever get into technology because I don't yep. want them to get all enamored with the devices and stuff and, and, and us not to focus on the most important thing, right? I mean, what does that look like conversation for you uh, in your job? Do you have to do a lot of kind of convincing, cajoling, collaborating, uh, is a lot of pushing or pulling. What's day to day like for you? I mean, and and are you? Is your hair turning gray? I know both <laughs> our beards are turning gray. Uh, the grayness is not from the job as much <laughs> it is from all the kids. Probably from the sure. kids, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, I think um, at first when we came into it, we were definitely much like check out this technology. Like yeah. everybody we'd talk to, we gave so many demos. They're like, look at all this cool, fun technology, and a lot of people would get really hyped about it. And we had a few use cases that definitely crashed and burned because we rushed headlong into it and yeah. was all about the technology. And when you come at the end of it, you're like, oh, I could have done that with like an iPad or something else, like just like paper even uh, sometimes. And you're like, all right, so we got to be better about picking use cases. We got to, we need to understand the technology, but we need to definitely have those conversations and go through that discovery process. And um, so we we use agile methodology yeah. with what we're doing. And that that is a huge part of just going down, talking to them, uh, like, all right. So, and typically they get routed to us. Like somebody has seen something we've done and they're like, hey, we hear you might be able to help us. Like, and so our first thing is to go in and be like, all right, well, what's your problem? What are you trying to do? Where's this going? Because um, yes, we might can show something flashy, mm -hmm. but your real problem isn't the flashy side. The yeah. real problem's on deeper into it. Um, we did one project at one point in which it was really cool and came out all flashy and showy and we went and showed it to them. And they were like, that's cool, but that's only like 1% of what we want to do. The 99% on the other side. And we're like, okay, so we need to ask these questions up front <laughs> first. And like, yeah. That then we can, we know the technology. Now, once we figured out what they're asking, then we can go, okay, does this make sense? Or is this really more in someone else's field house? And maybe we just, maybe we're just a connector piece at that point, just going, hey, you should really go talk to these guys and just make the connection across the board. Yeah, because um, we we've got other technology besides XR, you know, yeah. uh, in, in, my, in my company. And you guys uh, sure yeah. do as well. Sometimes yeah. the answer is, hey, you should talk to the connector machine guys, or you should really talk to, you know, some of the digital transformation or different groups. Yeah. It's not, it's not always uh, a nail that needs an XR hammer, right? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I feel like in the past, the XR group, because we have the flashy showy stuff, a lot of people will come to us first, but we become a switchboard and more of a, a way for people to communicate with each other. Yeah. And like you dig into it and it's like, the technology started the conversation, but really it's a process change. Yeah. Like we can interject the technology, but until the process changes, the technology is just going to be another, another possible hiccup in there. So let's, let's change the process. Let's communicate with each other. Let's actually talk and have conversations. Sometimes it's like you're holding a group therapy session, you know, and it is just getting husband and wife to talk and you just kind of yeah. sit back and check your instagram you know yeah yeah i've been in multiple conversations that started out with <laughs> us getting involved and then by the end of it i'm like why, why are we still here like <laughs> <laughs> like you guys are going to solve this and you don't need us but okay yeah. we started it so go yeah. guys go absolutely absolutely you know we've got a lot of um 
uh, new beginner practitioners in XR uh, that watch the um, that subscribe to XR at work that watch the, mm-hmm. the, the podcast. And I think, uh, and, and that's what Dane and I have tried to do. And I know you have a real heart for this as well as we try to foster some community and a mm-hmm. sense of, Hey, there are people out here that have done this and we have no interest in steering you wrong. Right. We're not a vendor. No. We're not trying to sell no. something, you know? So I get a lot of uh, people that call me up and say, Hey, I work in banking, I work in healthcare, I work in retail, and I'm in IT, and they want me to now go do something, you know, augmented reality, what do I do? And I mean, so as people are starting to get into this, this line of work, as they're being tapped to do what you were tapped to Mm -hmm. do, or I was tapped to do years ago, what kind of advice do you have for them? I mean, just starting out, I mean, any pointers for, for people just getting going? So, uh, yeah, I've been asked that a couple of times at conferences, uh, and stuff like that around like, yeah, how, how do you start out? And, um, I think some of the the biggest things, so we have been thankful is our group resides within our, our it organization, but if a lot of groups, um, work in either engineering or they're manufacturing and they've been kind of brought into this um one is become friends with your it department because they're going to make your life a lot easier or really miserable depending on which way you want to go um i also found that there's a there's a a marriage that has to happen between someone who's an individual contributor and someone who's at a leadership level or a vp level um, and then meeting a manager in the middle that will connect those three because you might have somebody from the top pushing down and maybe somebody from the bottom pushing up, but it hits this middle management at times that that'll sometimes get stuck. Um, so I think having all three layers in agreement definitely helps smooth things over because there's only so far an individual contributor can carry it. And if you've got the higher levels supporting it, it makes things move a lot easier uh, and a lot smoother. Um, because if, if you're trying to push uphill the whole way, it gets really rough. And if you've got nobody under you willing to do the leg grunt work, then you're not going to get much traction either. So so your advice, here's what I hear. <laughs> Make friends with IT. Yeah. And be sure you're including in all levels of stakeholders, executives, yes. the, uh, the practitioners. So, but so I think that's interesting, Drew, because both of those require a skill that isn't taught a lot in college and it's relationship building it's rapport yeah. and i've found that to be super important it's far more important that i can build relationships and have rapport with people yeah. than it is that i'm really smart or, or, or yeah. at, at my you know at xr are you seeing the same thing is it more relationship building than you thought i think it requires two sides i i think if you're trying to do it solo it becomes really challenging. Um, thankfully, when we started out, there was a small group of us, um, two to three, maybe four of us. Uh, and I was I was better at the relationship side mm-hmm. and they were really good at the development side. Yeah. And so it worked out well to where I was building relationships. They were building really neat POCs that we could then show. Yeah. And it really helped foster that um, because... I've looked at it kind of like we've been a, almost like a startup within a big enterprise. Yeah. Uh, like you, you, you meet these startups all the time and you've got the one sales guy and he'll talk about everything, but then you've got some of these really smart, well, even the sales guys are smart. Don't no, just them, but um, you've got the, the developers on the back end who are making whatever they're selling work. Yeah. And, and so I feel like 
from my standpoint within within the company has been kind of that level hmm. of thinking yeah. uh especially when we start because when we started we weren't tapped to go do this we kind of came up with this out of thin air yeah. and started pushing it ourselves so so was, here's a loaded question for you right so i mean do yeah. you feel like there's a future in manufacturing and in oil and gas and enterprise i mean is there a future for xr is this a fad where do you see this deal going i think there is a future for it um my future i don't think it's this i don't think we focus so much on hardware as the the, the median that you view it through whether it be a, an ar headset or a tablet or whatever i think you have to look at it more as how do you get in with the digital thread and that digital transformation mm -hmm. and use the platforms to power and do the integration piece? Because if I can take data that is being used today and get it to the end user, whether it's a mechanic or sales rep or engineer, whoever, um, and I can, I can link all of those together because a lot of times in big enterprises, you have a lot of disparity going on, even though you're trying yeah. to all get, to the same point you get that right um, yeah we have found that like uh the game engines have a lot of power and can tie a lot of pieces together hmm. and now whether i want to push it to an ar headset or whether i want to push it to a tablet or just a screen that's just secondary at this point yeah. um i've almost built a software development platform yeah um with with tools that are readily available and cheap interesting, interesting. yeah <laughs> So you feel like we got a future at this deal. We're going to be okay. I mean, it's certainly, I probably got a few years on you. I think I could probably do XR to retirement, you know, which knock on wood will be uh, in, in about maybe about 10 years. But I mean, you, you feel like that there's a future in it. What I, do you I, think? I, yeah, I definitely do. What do you think is going to change though? I mean, because obviously it's going to evolve. It's going to change. Devices are going to get smaller, you know, better bandwidth is going to help with some of this. What, what do you think's, going to happen the next few years i mean you you see the stuff that i do talk to a lot of the same mm -hmm. software developers and and device manufacturers what are you looking forward to what do you think is coming down the pipe so um well as everybody in the space is always interested what apple's going to do that's yeah. kind of the big question mark that's all everyone um, ever talks about my gosh yeah yeah, yeah. um they're never first, but what they do, they do very well. They do solid stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, I think, I, I think that there's going to also be more integrations with a lot of the other tech buzzwords like artificial intelligence and machine learning. We're already starting to see that 5G is another big one coming on. Uh, the more data I can send through the, the, the network piping, um, theoretically, the more I can show and do. Um, I do think that there has definitely been a spike in technology. Um, I think it will continue to spike, but maybe in the XR space, it might plateau just a little bit before mm. it shoots up again, because there's some really smart people doing some really smart stuff, but getting the hardware into form factors that do everything we want them to do is, is kind of been the real challenge. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, but uh, yeah. I kind of That's feel like of... hardware is lagging behind, right? If you look at, at yeah. software versus hardware right now, I feel like software is winning. I haven't yeah. always felt like that, but right now I really feel like it's about time for the hardware to kind of 
pick it up a little bit. And I think it will, but are you feeling the same way? Yeah, I feel like five years ago, hardware was definitely shooting to the top. Yeah. Now it's kind of been that seesaw balance back where software is playing out a little bit more right now. And and that's probably more of what I would say the plateau is that hardware is kind of like trying to figure out their footing. And like I said, who knows with Apple, it may shoot back up again. We don't know. It's definitely easier and cheaper to start a software company than it is to start a device manufacturing company. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then having that somebody else to help you with all that NRE sure. and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, I think it's an exciting time to be an XR, you know, and, and uh, I know we always look forward to some of the conferences to get back, uh, you know, yep. in, in person um, to, to be able to network and, and sit around and, and have a drink and talk and, and swap stories. I mean, I put a lot of value in being able to talk to uh, guys like you who have uh, uh, a breadth of knowledge, easy to talk to, will shoot me straight. You know, I've called you several right. times and been like, hey, what do you know about this or that? Or, you know, what do I do? Right. And, and I really appreciate that. That's something that I want to thank you for. Um, I mean, how important has your network been and, and personal relationships, professional relationships been for you, uh, as you, as you work to grow XR in your, in your day job? Uh, it's been huge. Um, not only has it been big to have the networks within the company, but mm -hmm. like, yeah, like you and all the others, um, Dane, Brian, yeah. his dad, all those oh, guys yeah. that have been around a while, uh, uh, there's so much to learn from, from that, uh, much like you've called me, I've definitely called you and was like, <laughs> Hey, what's going yeah. on? What do you know about all this? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think that's a, a big piece of it. And there, there seems like there's a lot of people in this space, but really there's not a lot of people in this space. So you, you kind of learn that you, you're circling a lot of the same people on a regular basis. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's always good to, to continue to have that, uh, that network. And, you run into a, a hurdle or a challenge, it's good to call somebody and see, see how maybe they handled it. Right. Um, and so I think, I think that's a, a key part to, to a lot of this and especially to see it grow and succeed. I think it is too, man. I mean, you know, because Dan and I, we talk all the time and he's like, Hey, we're fixing to put devices in China. What do you, what you know? I'm like, Oh dude, we just went through that. Let me tell you, watch out for this, watch out for that. And, right. or I'll say, Hey, I'm looking to go start to do something with, with Matterport or whatever. And he's like, oh, let me show you what we did and how we did it. And I mean, to me, that's like, I mean, it's gold. And I, I just really oh, yeah. feel like we need to be fostering that sort of community openness. Uh, and I know you've been a big part of, of, of that. You've always been very uh, approachable. Yeah. And, and I think that that plays out well, because I see what like you and Dane are doing. And like, you're putting devices out everywhere. And, and that's awesome. I'm sometimes like, why aren't we doing that? But then I look at what we're doing and it's kind of different. In, in some ways yeah. but it's and that's okay because like each individual enterprise is going to have their own unique set of demands and and desires to go after so um i'm i'm all for supporting it the more you can get out there that's great the more people that see it and use it if they come across to our industry then hey they're already adopted and and ready to use it where right. we are so if you if you saw that the, the episode we did with with dr brian laughlin I look at mm -hmm. some of the stuff that they've done at Boeing and it's like, golly, man, I'm not, I'm not worthy of even being in the same room with this guy, but yes, I put 10 times the number of headsets out that he has, but he's right. done some deep, heavy, you know, intense stuff. So it, it kind of takes all types, right. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I did get to watch that, and I've talked to <laughs> to Brian in the past and one of his counterparts at Boeing, Paul Davies, and both yeah. those guys. Um, yeah, it's it's just amazing what they've been able to do, and it's like I think we can do that. But then when we talk, he's like, "Well, what you're doing is really awesome too," and it's like, okay, like we're all doing different things. Sometimes yeah. they're similar, sometimes they're not, and that's okay. We just continue to grow. So let me ask your take on this, man. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, but, uh, and I'm not looking to name any names or call anyone out, but I mean, I've had, I've had my um, issues in the past and they're, they're mine. I have to own up to them where I'm like, you know, we got people that are like talking heads in XR. It's like, you know, all you do is run around to conferences and talk. You don't actually do anything. Right. And then we got people who are doing that don't speak. We've got mm-hmm. people working in different aspects of XR and, and, and different levels of growth and different focuses. And one of the things that I've come to realize, right, is that it takes all types. We need oh, yeah. the talking heads. We mm-hmm. need, though I don't use like a Magic Leap, we need companies like Magic Leap to go push the envelope and try something out there. And we, we need a lot of different feelers out and we need successes and failures because that's how we can learn as an industry and it and it's good for all of us um you know when we talk about like the metaverse i've always had this kind of you know approach of my metaverse who cares right i'm over here putting devices in in manufacturing facilities but i have come around to to to, to change my point of view drew that i think it's important that we have all these conversations it's important that we mm-hmm. talk about uh public policy and safety and devices. We need to talk about the metaverse. We need to talk about enterprise, all of this. And I've just kind of settled in a little bit and kind of had a little talk with myself about, it's okay, we all play a part in this. You know, I mean, what's your thoughts on all the big hype going on around the metaverse and stuff right now? I mean, is it hype or is it important? Is it necessary? I, I think there, there's a big difference between metaverse as you hear it from companies like Meta and all these social media companies and what will happen within the enterprise space. Um, I think there there's definitely some education that has to happen within the enterprise that uh, metaverse, the way we'll probably use it is more of um, falls more in the digital transformation standpoint. How do we how do we connect? tools and pieces that like we we're talking earlier that are that are disparate systems and get them kind of talking to each other and, and that way we can cut down some of that latency in the whole design cycle and manufacturing and on down the road um so when i think of metaverse i think okay you got the social media metaverse which i have my own opinions on but on the enterprise side if we do it right then there's a lot of value in that for companies like I think you can you can gain a lot of efficiencies across the board um, and help reduce, like I said, reduce design cycles, help reduce redundancy and and things like that. Um, it's just I think there is a lot of discussions that will have to be had. There's a lot of uh, to go with the discussions, a lot of the proof of concepts, just testing things out and what works, what doesn't work. Um, been allowed to fail from time to time, which I know a lot of people uh, kind of get weary of, but um, I think that is that is kind of the the value and the benefit because I have a lot of conversations with uh, different vendors and stuff, and most of them I'm just hearing what are you doing, and if it's very similar to others, I'm like, okay, what's new, what's not, but uh, yeah. it's at least just good to know and see what's going on. How much of your time do you spend just giving thirty minutes to some startup, hearing what they got, even if you think maybe you're not interested in it, 
Um, you know, I mean, what, uh, you know, you take the time to talk to them. How much of that do you, do you try and do? Is that a, a big part of your kind of schedule? Um, it, it used to be a lot, uh, especially when we were getting into the space and everybody was getting into the space at one time. Yeah. Um, it's sort of uh, filtered out now. I'd say a couple of months, uh, typically will pop up and we'll kind of sit down and some of them are like repeats, like we've talked in the past and it's been like six months to a year. So we're just like, Hey, yeah, what's new. Yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, I, I try to, we try to dedicate some time just to hear and see, because like I said, the pace of technology, you just never know what's coming out next. So it's crazy, man. Mergers and acquisitions, companies going under, you know, yeah. all kind of, all kind of activity happening. You got to stay on top of it. Yeah. Besides yeah, XR at work, where are you getting where are you getting uh, XR news from, man? You got any outlets you like? Um, I get a few. Uh, I've I've got a newsletter from like uh, Inside XR. Yeah, is one. Sure. Um, yeah, get you guys uh, the conferences. That's actually yeah. where I get a lot of news is going through conferences and whatnot. Brand Exchange has got a lot of stuff on yeah. the blog, and yeah, yeah. Um, and then a lot of times uh, it'll come straight from vendors um just yeah. being in the space and yeah. knowing what's happening and uh occasionally seeing some news articles that pop up um and then a lot of times we we're, we are kind of um we see what other people's hat are doing and then we just sort of put our heads down with what we're doing and just right we know we got to get done we know our job so sure. go do it so. well drew I, I mean i really appreciate you sitting and talking with me today you know it's it, it's 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 always a a a, a treat for me to get to to, to catch up with you because I feel like you're doing all this cool stuff in this cool industry and I'm just over here you know just kind of uh trying to glom on so so you're you're one of my heroes in XR man I appreciate it <laughs> thanks thanks I appreciate that yeah well we, we uh you're welcome back anytime I'm looking forward to seeing you in person soon it yes. will be at it, it likely be at AES in in uh October in San Diego yep. Uh, XR at work. We're going to be broadcasting live from there. Awesome. And so uh, we'll have a headset and a microphone for you, man. Come jump right. back on. That sounds like a plan. Terrific. Take care. I hope you have a good All weekend. Right. Sounds Thanks, good. Everybody. Thank you too. All, All right. right. Bye.